0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Listening Room. My name's Ken Young, and uh, for the next hour or so I'm going to be playing you some rather splendid music. I thought we'd uh, begin today with uh, some Brahms. In particular, the third movement from his fourth and final symphony. Here it is now. Good stuff. Right, that was a good way to start the show, I think. It was the third movement from Brahms Symphony No. 4, and it was performed for us there by the BBC Welsh Orchestra, conducted by uh, Thomas Sondergaard. There's a couple of new composers I'm going to be featuring in this week's programme. The first of these is an English composer, John Taverner. Who uh, in 1977, he, I mean, he wrote a lot of choral music. We're going to hear a piece of his famous piece, probably his most famous piece now. He converted to the Russian Orthodox Church in 1977. And the piece I'm going to play was the thing called uh, Song for Athene. And it was written in 1993. Um, it's also known as Alleluia, May Flights of Angels Sing Thee to Thy Rest. And uh, with the lyrics by Mother Thekla, an Orthodox nun. And it was actually written as a tribute to Athene Hariadis, a young, half Greek actress who was a family friend who was killed in a cycling accident in nineteen ninety three. But oddly enough, and it was sung at Westminster Cathedral at her at her service. But oddly enough, four years later, it was chosen to be performed in Westminster Abbey yet again uh, for the funeral of Princess Diana. So many of you who saw that funeral may well remember this piece. It's a beautiful piece, a "Song for Athene." And it's sung for us now by the Winchester Cathedral Choir, conducted by David Hill. beautiful piece that was the Song Frithini um, written by John Tamina English um, composer and uh, beautifully sung I thought by the Winchester Cathedral Choir and they were conducted by David Hill moving on now and uh, a movement from a a favourite cello concerto of mine Boslav Martinu very good Czech composer Um, he wrote Lots of pieces for solo, cello and various ensembles. And this is his first full cello concerto. It was originally conceived in his hometown of Polika in um, Czechoslovakia in 1930 with a small orchestra, chamber-sized orchestra. And then while he was living in Paris, he he uh, orchestrated it for a larger orchestra and that was performed for a few years. And then finally, just a couple of years before he died, or no, four years before he died, uh, he died in 1959. In 1955, he re orchestrated, and we have the best version yet of it. So, this is the third version, the final version, of the first movement of the Cello Concerto, number no. one by Boslav Martin. It's played for us by the English cellist Rafael Wolfisch with the uh, Czech Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Yuri Bolelevic. <music> first movement of the first cello concerto by the Czech composer Boslav Martinu who lived from 1890 to 1959. He lived the, the last bit of his life in America, having escaped Europe during the war years and he, he fought quite a uh, career for himself in America too. He was a popular composer, I don't think he was ever rich, but he certainly uh, got a lot of commissions. He's quite a prolific composer. I'll be playing quite a bit of him over the next few weeks. Moving on now to some uh, uh, Russian music, in particular a Rachmaninoff piano prelude, his Opus 23 uh, set. This is the fifth from that particular set, and it's played for us in this live recording from the Free Trade Hall in Manchester during a 1969 recital by the fantastic Russian pianist Sviatoslav Richter. So, Prelude Opus 33, number five, in G minor by Rachmaninoff. Thank you. The Prelude in G Minor, Opus 23, Number Five, by Rachmaninoff, and uh, it was played for us there in that live recital from 1969 by Sviatoslav Richter. Uh, Now I mentioned before that I was going to be playing some music by two different composers, two composers I've not featured before. The first of those being John Taverner, and now one I've not featured before. uh, but the name of Jacques Ibert, a French composer. Oh, actually, I might have played something from his De Vitissimo once. Yes. Sorry. It's not a lie. This is the second piece of his I've played over the weeks. Anyway, it's a beautiful piece he wrote called Ports of Corps or Escal. And uh, he was a French composer. In fact, he was born the same year as Martinou, uh, 1890, and he lived through to 1962. And this is a piece... He wrote in about 1932, 19, oh, yes, 1922, uh, Escal. A beautiful uh, symphonic piece. Ports of Call, it's three movements. The first of them is Palermo, then Tunis, and finally Valencia. He actually worked uh, in Rome and had a position at the university in Rome for some years and lived lived in Italy a lot during his life. Um, So I'd like to play this first movement, Palermo, from Ports of Call by Jacques Ibert and it's played for us by the Philadelphia Orchestra conducted by Eugene Ormandy Well, that wasn't very clever. That's not the piece at all. That's the sound of two CDs happening at once. So we'll just uh, rectify that while I talk to you for a little while. I'm going to push both those out like that. Um, I thought it was sounding pretty interesting. I was just doing something else and I turned the volume up. And there, there were two things happening. So we don't really want that. So I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to pop this back into the, the next machine, and uh, wait for it to load, and we can talk about Jackie Bear. The piece I did play you once was Divertissement, which is sort of like a raucous circus type piece for a small ensemble of a handful of strings and trumpet and clarinet and things like that. Um, but uh, this is a completely different kettle official altogether, so apologies for that slight muck up and um, let's have a listen to Escal, the first movement, Ports of Call, Philadelphia Orchestra, conducted by Eugene Ormandy. Yeah, sure sounds better without the piano running through it, doesn't it? My apologies once again for mucking that up at the beginning. But at least you got to hear the proper piece eventually. That was the first movement of Escal, or Ports of Call, by Jacques Ibert. Palermo was the name of that movement. Beautifully played, I thought, by the uh, Philadelphia Orchestra, conducted by their longtime conductor, Eugene Ormandy. Let's uh, continue in the French fame with this... uh, um, gorgeous little piece by Gabriel for a little short nocturne gorgeous combination violin and harp that was um a short nocturne by gabriel Foray for a violin and harp and it was beautifully performed there by my old friend from the nzso carolyn mills on harp uh, and with her good friend dawn harms on violin that's from a, a cd which was made some time ago by atoll records it's called song uh, song of the black swan some beautiful music on there um I've uh, featured this album a couple of times in recent weeks. Um, That is a particularly gorgeous piece. I think you'll agree. So from a a New Zealand harpist to a uh, a New Zealand composer, David Griffiths, a very fine choral composer. And um, he wrote uh, three, he set three Baxter poems, James K. Baxter poems uh, some years ago now. And I'd like to play the second of those. Um, It's called... um, Oh, goodness, what is it called? I've forgotten what it's called now. That's right, Earth Does at Length. In fact, I'd like to read you the poem, uh, if I could. And um, it goes like this. Earth does at length her own sweet brood devour, not pelican to blood them at her breast, but doubtful boons at un... Doubtful boons that you should interest. Salt in the bud and angered in the flower. Summer for this is sweeter, snow more sour. Since it is sun alone that does invest our day with richness or our night with rest and under the shadow of the ruined tower. Beyond the June surf groans in narrow cove. Lie still, let thunder beat upon the brain. Sun, clothe the naked shoulders like a grave till air and earth and sea revive again the mountains and the dark imagined plain, the wild lost city of a mother's love. Gorgeous. Really is gorgeous. That's, uh, that was the second of uh, a set of three pieces by the D- New Zealand composer David Griffiths, uh, Lie Deep in My Love. The second is called uh, Earth Does At Length. Poems by James K. Baxter, and it was performed for us there beautifully uh, by New Zealand Voices, conducted by Karen Grills. Finally on the programme, I'm going to actually revert back to the beautiful CD, the song Song from the Black Swan. I was going to play something else, but eh, I would like to play this. It's a piece you may well recognise by Ravel called Pavan for a Dead Princess. And it's arranged um, for violin and harp. I hope you enjoy it. wonderful, wonderful harmonics on the violin at the end of it. rather gorgeous piece by Ravel, the Pervant for a Dead Princess, arranged for violin and harp. And it was featured Dawn Harms on the violin, American violinist, and Carolyn Mills from the NZSO, Principal Harpist of the NZSO. And, um, I'm afraid that that uh, brings our show to an end for today. It's been great having your company once again. And I, uh, I hope that you'll be able to join me again at the same time next week here in the listening room. Bye for now.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.